0: That's investher, H-E-R, con.com, promo code 100, best ever to get $100 off your ticket.
1: Yes, you have to have the open mindset. Go bigger, probably bigger than 100 units. However, do not go into heavy lift. On day
0: one. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast where we only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of the fluffy stuff with us today, Prashant Kumar. How you doing, Prashant?
1: Very good, Joe. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm
0: well, sure. it's my pleasure, and I'm glad you're doing very good. And a little bit about Prashant, he's a full-time in IT and management consulting, but he's also got five years of real estate investing experience, and he's done a lot in those five years. His portfolio consists of 1,136 units based in Long Island. With that being said, Prashant, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus.
1: So I come from a mighty background. I'm graduate from one of the best institutes from India and came here in 1998. Ever since, I always worked in corporate world, but I always thought that I was trading my time for money, and that is what led me into getting into the real estate because I wanted to be able to sleep and still that machine going on to create something for me and for my family and for my friends also. So part of the reason I'm in real estate is not just grow by myself, but for others to grow too, along with me. So I have my team set up. I am involved into multifamily real estate. I started with single family and then I own about hundred units for myself. And then I got into syndication portion of the business and we are continuing to acquire more and more assets but the real goal is not just that we continue to grow but our partners our investors they also end up creating wealth they create financial freedom for themselves so current focus is multifamily we are into assisted living also we are doing some ground up in assisted living looking at some projects. Of course, mobile home parks and storage is all on the horizon, but looking at these four asset classes in general.
0: Wow. All right. You have been busy and let's talk about some specifics. You said you own about a hundred units yourself. Are those single family homes?
1: No, I do own five, six single families, own two apartment complexes just on my personal portfolio Mm -hmm. that is equivalent to about hundred units.
0: Okay. Where are they located? One
1: is located in McAllen, Mission, Texas, mm-hmm. and yep, second yep. is in Indianapolis.
0: Wow. Okay. So you're at the, basically Mexico and you're in the Midwest. How big are those two? I know so, be less than a hundred since yeah, you
1: got yeah. Yeah. One is a small one, twenty four units. The other one is 72 units in Indianapolis. I like Indianapolis Midwest market, pretty stable market, cash flowing assets, I don't have to lift my finger to get those going. Even the one in Texas, there's not much I'm doing. You know, the property manager takes care of the whole thing. So that is bringing me closer to my financial freedom, so to say.
0: Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts when looking at your 24 unit versus your 72? I don't want to compare it yet to the larger stuff, because I assume you have larger stuff. You have a lot of other units.
1: Yes. Basically, 24 units, if I have to do it again, I would not do 24 units because of the economy of scale. I would like to have my staff on the ground and that's what I have for 72 units. I have my property manager and my own handyman to take the maintenance guy, basically. So typically, I would not buy anything less than 100 units. The economy of scale is met about 80 to 90 units. That's where that I can justify full-time staff on the property. But after that, I have not done anything below 200 units. Most of our assets are 200 plus, either 400, 500.
0: And we'll get into those large ones in a moment, but I just want to just close the loop on these two. And we'll spend a lot of time on the larger stuff. But for these two, you mentioned 80 to 90 units is where the property can start supporting its own staff. But this is 72 units. But I think I heard you say you have your own property manager And handyman. So, how do you reconcile those numbers?
1: So the reason I have my own staff is because right at the cusp, I know I'm paying a little bit more for my property manager and for my maintenance guy. But most important thing for me is that I'm able to sleep in the night. I don't care. I'm making maybe thousand bucks less per month because this is a personal portfolio. It is not a syndication. So I'm not so much answerable to any investors for the expenses that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. In addition to that, my property manager is willing to take on other projects. So we have always been at lookout to buy more assets in the area so that he can take care of multiple projects for me. But at the same time, the most important thing for me is that I can sleep in the night. I don't care too much that I'm spending a little more. That's all it is. I'm making 20% return on my money. So that's all matters, right? I'm not making 25, I'm making 20.
0: What about the 24 units? You don't have your own staff on the ground. So how do you make sure that property is managed since it's really far away from Long Island?
1: That property is pretty self-run by the property manager. Fortunately, knock on the word, the property manager that I have on the ground, she's part-time doing the management. And she's managing very, very diligently. I talk to her once a week for five minutes to find out how much is the occupancy. And I have never had occupancy below 80%, even during COVID. Typically, my occupancy is about 90 to 95%. So one or two guys are either coming or going. Can it be better? Yes. And once again, because the key to anything below 50 unit is you have to have the right property manager who is able to manage your asset properly, considering Mm -hmm. as if it is their own. So that's what it is. Basically, this property manager is extremely diligent. I call her and she will tell me by unit number, who is staying in those units, what's going on. And I'm pretty sure that she manages many, many portfolios. A bunch of my friends have assets in that area and she's managing their apartment complexes also slightly bigger like 50, 60 units, and she is a very sweet lady.
0: How'd you find her?
1: That came to me through a referral. And as I said, a bunch of my friends have properties in that area, and they referred me. When I bought it, I bought it through a friend wholesaler, this deal, and he had referred me to her, and I have referred her to my other friends who have bought properties there.
0: We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. As your portfolio grows, you need financial management services you can rely on to help you save money and continue making the right choices for your company's future. Realestateaccounting.co's top-tier CFO team uses their deep industry and operating experience to guide real estate syndicators, investors, and family offices through every pivotal moment and crucial decision. Their fractional CFO services include budget to actual, cash flow and distributions, and reporting and valuation. Go to realestateaccounting.co forward slash CFO to find out why REA is one of the fastest growing real estate accounting companies around. The real estate experts provide timely analysis and consultations to help you make the most informed decisions possible. See and trust where your portfolio is headed with the customized financial reports ThinkMultifamily.com forward slash coaching highlights the partnerships, joint ventures, and resources all available through the coaching program. Go to ThinkMultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how to become a member and get involved. If someone forced you to say, here's an advantage of the 24 unit over the 72 unit, what would be one characteristic of the 24 unit that there is an advantage over a larger property?
1: I think it is just a mindset. When somebody gets into multifamily space, their mindset is let's buy small. Let's buy 10 units. Let's buy 20 units. I don't see any special advantage that I have smaller units. Maybe because the loan size is small, you can get loan from local banks easily. Because local banks are looking for those kind of assets where they can deploy their capital You would not go to Freddie and Penny because these are about a million dollar kind of a loan. And the only advantage is these local banks can fund you in 10 days. When I saw this property back when on 12th of December, and I closed it by 29th of December. Wow. The bank was so willing to give us the money and they wanted to close before 31st of December because of the year end close. And we said, yeah, go for it. So we worked on it hard and we closed it very fast from the get-go. It was 17, 18 days. We closed the deal. For these kind of smaller assets, that's the only advantage I can see. (laughs) But on the contrary, there could be disadvantages depending upon the property manager you have. If you don't have a good guy looking at your deal, when you being at a distance, you may end up messing around. The financials may not look as good as they can be. What are your thoughts, Joe,
0: on that? My thoughts are I own single family homes and I've never owned anything less than 155 units besides the single family homes. That's why I was wondering about this. And I also know that there's a lot of competition for the type of properties that you and I are buying. And that's why I was wanting to learn more. uh, Yeah. Because it might be helpful for the listeners. Yes. I personally
1: don't see any advantage except it gives you The pleasure that you have started owning multifamily, it's just a mindset thing. After buying 24 units, I thought, I'm not going to go back even to 24. Minimum for me is 50.
0: Why not focus your next purchase in McAllen or at least the state of Texas or at least the South (laughs) so you have some scale versus going to Indy?
1: Yes. Basically... Going to Indy was more of a strategy. Yes, McAllen is good. McSouth is good. It takes me approximately a day to get there. And going to Indy from Long Island, I could be there in the morning and come back home. Going to Texas, just, just a strategic decision from a travel standpoint. I try to buy, although I have assets in Houston and we are looking at another deal in Houston also. And Texas, we love Texas market, you know, for sure. McAllen specifically is very heated, bigger apartment complexes. There are a bunch of investors from California who have bought stuff there, 50, 60 units like left and right. And they are trading at a very low cap rate right now, below five. I bought my apartment complex at maybe eight cap or whatever. three what years the price? That was 1.1. 1. 1. Okay, the so 24 so, unit? Yeah. But now the prices have gone up. I would not be able to buy that for 1.5 approximately if I have to redo that. But yes, to your point, why not that market? No, I would look for that market. I'm open to that. It's just that sometimes, you know, how much can you do yourself? Yes, I can go to Indy in the morning, come back in the evening, but I cannot do that for any of those. McAllen, spec- specifically, I mean, that's a, like a flight change, you know. The small airport there, they don't fly from New York.
0: How long ago did you buy the 24 units?
1: That was bought in either 17 and or 16 and something like that. 17 and I would say.
0: Did you say the end of 2017? Yes. Approximately? So why not sell it now? I could
1: sell it. That's the thought process I'm thinking about, whether I sell it or refinance it. It's going good. Just a cash flow, cash cow right now for me. Maybe I would sell it. That's a good thought. Did not think it that way. See, the challenge is like everybody else. We also have the pride of ownership. Oh, yes, I have this much real estate in my portfolio. Right. So that challenge is always there. Kind of blurs our, our vision sometimes. And this is something which is there on the portfolio like right now. Even if I sell it, I'm, I'm going to deploy the money. I'm going to buy something at four cap or five cap other place, Right. So I have to evaluate that basically.
0: You went from 24 units to 72 units and then you started syndicating. What was your first syndication?
1: Syndication wise, we did a small syndication in Atlanta for 40 units. That was a very small one. That's how we started into syndication. Then we went into a five or 600 something units south of Houston, but the deal did not materialize the last day we spent a bunch of time on it. The day before closing, we had some hiccups with our equity partner, we were bought out and whatnot. But gave us so much exposure into the industry because the deal was very heavy lift deal, and maybe it was not for us. When I look back, my lessons are do not jump into heavy lift as your first or second syndication. We jumped into that. But long story short, we were out of the deal. But that gave us some confidence that we were able to go into that bigger numbers. So the kind of effort that we had put in that deal, I ended up becoming a general partner in a deal in Huntsville, Alabama, and as well as a general partner in a deal in Atlanta because of the work that we had done in Houston. So I would say my first deal as a general partner would be in Atlanta. And right after that, the second project, was in Huntsville, Alabama. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Both of them are approximately 500 units.
0: Let's talk about the Houston deal first that didn't work out where you said it was a lot of heavy lifting and it sounded like you were on schedule to close until the day before closing and something happened with the equity partner. Did I capture that correctly?
1: You captured it right. Will
0: you elaborate? Basically,
1: the deal was a heavy lift we had 40% unit down because of the rain and over the years, the owner at that time had brought in the occupancy from 30% to 60% over the years. And it just so happened that he was out of money and he had to get out of the deal and we were willing to get in. We had very strong background, other partners that were there on the deal and I was helping them out. And because this was a heavy lift, we had, promote finding the lenders, you name it. Anything that could go wrong in the closing process happened with us on that deal. We were re-traded by three bridge lenders. We were re-traded by at least three or four property managers. We were re-traded by insurance companies. We spent five months. So three months of the regular contract and two extensions. And Long story short, those five months were really, really stressful. We had our half a million dollar hard the night before. Our budget, our construction budget was approximately 9 to 10 million in that range. We had raised about 40% of that. 60% of it was coming from equity partner whom we had met and whatnot. So what really happened is it just so happened that the night before equity partner said that He doesn't want to do the deal with us. The primary reason is is basically he didn't feel that we were were experienced enough Mm -hmm. and maybe we were not experienced enough at that point. And looking back, I feel like maybe it was the right thing that happened with us. But long story short, he said he would take over the deal and he would pay us back for money. He could have actually walked away. The good thing, he could have just said no and our money would have been evaporated so half a million was big amount mm-hmm. for anybody that would have disappeared. We created the whole deal and it was on a platter and we gave it to him. Mm-hmm. He gave us our money back and he gave us one percent of the purchase price as a commission to us. It was good for good that he did. So we ended up making some money out of it and he took over the deal basically from us.
0: Did he close?
1: He did. He closed in one week's time maybe 10-15 days after Because everything was set, right? I mean, the loans were set, attorneys were set, PPMs were set. Mm. Yes, they would have changed a little bit, but everything was set. Just that our investors, he did not take our investors. He was bringing 60% of equity anyway. So he would have put in another 4 million. Mm. KPs were set on the deal. So he took those things with him, which is okay. His business, but the good part is that he paid us our money, about half a million. Gave us 1% as a fees, basically, mm-hmm. as a wholesale fees, so to say. That made us some money too.
0: We'll get back to the show. the first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Do you manage your own rental properties? If you do, or if you're about to, I want to tell you about Rent Ready because I'm guessing they have some services that you wish you had. Rent Ready is a property management software that allows you to manage your business from your computer or phone. With Rent Ready, you're able to collect rent online and get paid, find the perfect tenant with the built in screening and listing service, and get your leases signed with the click of a button. And tenants really love using Rent Ready's app too. They can pay rent using the card, ACH, cash, they can set up auto pay, get renter's insurance if you require it, and they can even build their credit score through Rent Ready's new credit reporting feature. And the best part? Rent Ready is unlimited. That's right. All of this is flat priced. There's no tricks or hidden fees. Rent Ready is designed for investors who manage their own properties so that you don't have to worry about paying more for building your business. You can start managing and scaling your rental properties without scaling costs. And Rent Ready has given us an amazing deal to pass on to the best ever listeners. You can get Rent Ready's annual plan for only 54 bucks at rentready.com when you use our special code BESTEVER. That's rentred com with the code B-E-S-T-E-V-E-R at rentready.com to get Rent Ready's annual plan for only 54 bucks. Did you know that credit checks miss 85% of the information landlords and property managers need to verify new tenants? that's a problem. The solution is Rentify. Rentify provides a platform that allows you to instantly access prospective tenants' financial information and compiles it all into a quick and easy-to-read report to help you select the highest quality tenants. You can access income, payroll, past rent payments, non-sufficient funds, and overdraft history all in one place. Rentify's reports instantly verify the full financial picture of the tenant so there's no chance of being duped with false information. No one likes to be duped, and the best part is that you can have it all at your fingertips in as little as five minutes. Go check out Rentify at trustrentify.com and stop wasting time and start fast-tracking the tenant screening process with confidence and ease. With Rentify, you'll no longer have to waste hours or even days collecting all the information you need to verify a tenant which makes life easier for you and your applicants. Visit TrustRentify.com and use the promo code FAIRLESS for 25% off your first purchase. That's T-R-U-S-T-R-E-N-T-I-F-Y.com and put in the promo code FAIRLESS, that's my last name, F-A-I-R-L-E-S-S, for 25% off your first purchase. Thanks for sharing that story. That's a unique story and lots of twists and turns. And
1: i of explain that in one minute, but, <laughs> <laughs> but overall, I would say there, there are some good things, some bad things. The bad thing was we couldn't do the deal, and the good thing is that maybe we were not experienced enough at that time, and the other thing is we ended up making some money on it too.
0: Let's talk about another deal that you did close on, something that you've learned from that deal post-closing.
1: Yes, we had money, right, sitting in our account. And some of it, we returned back to our investors right away. But then we had another friend of ours who was closing a deal. And he was a little short. So we basically helped him to close his deal right away within two weeks of this incident. So he was very happy that we were able to help him out. It's a pretty stable deal in
0: Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Much yep. different from what they were originally thinking yep. about in investing yep. in passively. Yes.
1: So investors probably not getting what they would have gotten, but they're happy that they're getting their eight ref from the day one. And then we refinance the deal. We gave another 10% back to investors on top of their 2% ref. So investors are very happy on that deal. Again, As a general partner, I'm just a general partner in that. But because of the Houston deal, Atlanta deal came to us. And then we had a deal in Huntsville, Alabama, which is going on right now. About, again, 458 units. That is also going
0: on. Going on, meaning you purchased it it and you're in the rehab process? Yes.
1: We purchased it. It was a sort of a heavy lift. There was nothing down. I think there were 10% units, 5% units down. So we brought those units online and we are in the rehab process right now. And the good thing about Huntsville is it's a growing market. It's a very hot market. Even before the upgrades we were getting returns. our rent comps were already matching to so our post upgrade and writtenin rents. So that's the good part in Huntsville and that's the Huntsville deal basically overall going smooth. Yes, we did have some hiccups during COVID, material supply, appliances not available, things like that,
0: but the name of the game. Taking a step back, based on your experience, what's your best real estate investing advice ever?
1: My best real estate advice ever is, yes, you have to have the open mindset, go bigger, probably bigger than 100 units. However, do not go into heavy lift on day one. Mm-hmm. try to find an asset whom which you think can produce you the cash flow for you to gain some ground in this business
0: we're going to do a lightning round you ready for the best ever lightning round? I am All right. best ever book you've recently read I have read only one book that is written by you Joe the <sighs> only book I
1: have ever read in Milton family.
0: well I'll take it I'm glad to hear that Yes, yes. No, what,
1: that's the only book I have, actually. I don't even have any other book.
0: What's the best ever way you like to give back to the community? I spend a lot of time
1: helping others at different levels. I am a meditation instructor. I spend bunch of time helping others free of charge, meditating for the last 30 years. And I help community. I go to libraries and help. You know, not help, that's a mundane word. I try to impart the knowledge that I have in that realm. Hopefully to help others to gain some peace in their mind. That's number one. Number two, I'm very much into helping seniors. Assisted living is very close to my heart. But again, that's business. I try to help there with open heart. And number three, we are trying to help our investors to make their money work for them.
0: How can the Best Ever listeners learn more about what you're doing?
1: So... Meditation is something which by law we don't publicize too much, but there is an organization called Heartfulness, in which I'm instructor. And again, it's a nonprofit, there's no money involved. Heartfulness.org. So those who are interested in meditation, of course, they can reach out to me directly at Prashant at myrealtygains.com. And my website is myrealtygains.com. Besides business, besides myrealtygains.com. I would love to spend time with you if you are interested in knowing more about meditation.
0: Thank you so much for being on the show, sharing your thoughts on the 24 and 72 units, the nuances of those properties and the size of properties and how you're able to navigate that. And then lessons learned on the first large syndication, the 600 or so unit property south of Houston. And then also how you parlay that into the deals that you currently have. In the portfolio as a general partner. So thanks for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day and talk to you again soon.
1: Joel, thank you so much for having me on your show today.